G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, only yesterday you might have caught the news reports that the Hobart venue that was booked for Friday's or tomorrow night's Coalition for Marriage Tasmania launch pulled the pin on the booking. And there's been lots of comment that's begun to be generated about that. And as Senator Cory Bernardi said yesterday, there are legitimate questions to be asked why a venue that's been booked and paid for has suddenly become unavailable with no reason given about why. Well, let's get some insights into this latest controversy in the marriage debate. And always good to welcome back to 2020, Ashley Saunders, the National Director of Family Voice Australia. Hello, Ashley. Welcome back. Good morning, Neil. Good to be with you. Ashley, you were scheduled to be at this launch in Hobart tomorrow night, and uh, things are a little up in the air. What are your thoughts? Well, it's uh, it's very interesting that um, the venue was hired um, back in, uh, I think, late last week or early this week, and uh, the contract was signed, the money was paid, and uh, everything was okay, and then suddenly... Uh, yesterday, the notice came through to say, sorry, it's now unavailable. They didn't say that it's because of who you are or what you're on about, but uh, but but simply said it's unavailable. And, um, and an attempt to get to the university as a venue was unsuccessful yesterday as well. So uh, it simply uh, puts a lie to what's being said by those who are yes campaigners um, who say, look, this doesn't have any implications for freedom of speech. This doesn't have any implications beyond wedding ceremonies. We're already seeing, uh, as we saw even early this year and last year, that, um, uh, that, that if you have a view that is contrary to the prevailing so-called wisdom that says that everything LGBT is positive and good, um, then it's really hard to have a say. And you might wonder how ordinary Aussies look at this, Ashley, because obviously on the face of it, it looks as though there is a discrimination against the no case. But it appears to me that you can look at this in a different way too, that there are legitimate venues and places where you could have a meeting like the no case wants to hold who are fearful of the repercussions uh, that come from yes case supporters is there there is two ways to look at this and uh, it may be that these uh, these uh, venue providers just may be fearful of the yes case it may actually work to the advantage of the no case what are your thoughts on on the way you look at it uh, either way you look at it uh, it's clear that either uh, people are unwilling to allow their venues to be used for legitimate public debate or alternatively they are so fearful of um, people who might cause um, um, a fray or, or other intimidation that they're unwilling for it to be used. Either way, what it does is it silences public debate that is legitimate, not only legitimate at any time in Australia's history, but particularly legitimate since we're still in the middle of this marriage postal survey campaign. 
And of course, uh, the law as it stands is that marriage is between a man and a woman. So you might assume that a group that wants to promote that uh, should be more legitimate than any other group. That's the part, Neil, that just seems to um, wash over so many people uh, in recent months and especially in recent weeks. You know, when you go back to what happened in Tasmania a couple of years ago with uh, the Catholic Archbishop who was taken before the Anti-Discrimination Tribunal, whether you look at uh, what's happened with um, Reverend Campbell Markham in Tasmania more recently, um, both of those people were advocating for something that, l- let me say this as clearly as I can, advocating for something that is and always has been Australian law. Uh, somehow or other, that's wrong. Uh, when Bernard Gaynor, as a, an officer in the um, Army Reserves, uh, opposed the Army's involvement in the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras and uh, opposed the, the Army's push for same-sex marriage um, and, uh, and for changing the, the badge to represent uh, a rainbow badge, um, you know, somehow or other, the Army in not defending laws but advocating for a change of laws was doing the right thing and somehow or other Bernard Gaynor in wanting to stand for what is Australian law was was somehow doing the wrong thing. It, it really is very mucked up. Well, uh, Rest Point Casino in Hobart, they cancelled the booking at short notice. Uh, then the, the uh, Coalition for Marriage unable to secure a venue at the university. At this point uh, that you're aware, Ashley Saunders, uh, it's still a little bit up in the air. So if supporters in Tasmania, and in fact you've got time from all over Tasmania to get to Hobart to be a part of this meeting tomorrow night, uh, but as yet the venue is yet to be announced. Is that the case? Uh, the venue is still to be confirmed. Can I simply say to all of your listeners in Tasmania, uh, please, uh, in terms of your networks, whether that's a network with Family Voice, whether that's a network with uh, ACL or Marriage Alliance or for the Umbrella Organisation, the Coalition for Marriage, will you please um, stick by waiting for um, communication from those networks and will you please do your best to get along to the uh, the, the rally in in Hobart and, uh, and certainly from Family Voice's point of view, as soon as we know what the venue is, we'll be sending out an email to our supporters in Tasmania. Ashley, the other issue on Tuesday, the Australian Bureau of Statistics advised that 57% of eligible Australians had returned their forms. So only just over half. Uh, any thoughts on uh, whether the glass is half full or half empty when you look at the number of returns? Uh, Some accountants might say that it's neither, that simply the glass is twice as big as it needs to be. But um, but getting to the the, the point of um, 57% having already returned their votes, what that means is that just over 40% of eligible Australians are not, uh, have not yet engaged in the debate. Um, How how do you interpret all of that? I would say that those who feel strongly one way or the other are likely to have uh, made up the bulk of that 57%. And um, the difficulty um, for the next four weeks, and you and your listeners might say, gee, another four weeks of this. But the difficulty for the next four weeks is that issue fatigue um, is a very real issue in the community, a very real issue with most media outlets. And uh, and yet um, what we need to do uh, in defence of um, biblical marriage is to encourage people to get involved and to vote no when they become aware of the consequences. So 
Um, we're certainly continuing uh, our campaign. We're continuing to be focused and disciplined. And um, and if any of your listeners know people who haven't yet voted or if your listeners haven't themselves yet voted, uh, I encourage them, uh, please, to get involved in this in defence of marriage. And while the campaigns are continuing, uh, more and more evidence of the consequences continue to emerge, uh, more from Britain, uh, so far as uh, some of the consequences of changing marriage laws. What are your, what's your understanding of what's coming out of the UK? Uh, only this week, um, the fellow Felix, who was withdrawn from a university course uh, because of his stance on man-woman marriage, he, uh, for, for the benefit of your listeners who may not have heard about this or may have forgotten some of the details, young fellow called Felix was involved in a Facebook conversation in defence of the lady in Kentucky, USA, um, who had gone to jail rather than issue a marriage licence for a same-sex couple, and on the basis of that Facebook uh, engagement, uh, he was reported to the authorities and um, he was then terminated from his social work course on the basis that somebody with those views is not suitable to be trained as a social worker in Britain. That case uh, is coming up this week and we pray for a positive outcome and we, we pray for Andrea Williams and her team who will be representing young Felix. But more than that, when, when same-sex marriage was being promoted in the UK... Um, UK people were told that those with particular belief convictions would always be able to live out their convictions and yet the Minister for Equalities has started to put pressure on churches saying that they must be made up to, quote, keep up with modern attitudes, unquote. Um, and, uh, and so that kind of pressure is starting to be put on churches and the House of Commons Speaker, now the Speaker of the House of Commons is historically extremely neutral but he is somebody who is a well-known supporter of LGBT issues, says that uh, something like this, that I feel we won't have true equality until anybody who wants to get married in a church can get married in a church without having to fight the church for the equality that should be their right. And so there are two prominent politicians in Britain already putting the pressure on churches to bow down to the LGBT agenda rather than stand on their biblical convictions. So even when there are assurances that, so far as weddings go, if there are people in churches and church leaders who say uh, we won't participate in same-sex marriage, that eventually will lead to pressure on churches because once you have the ability to marry, it still doesn't feel like it's real marriage unless it's getting uh, unless it's happening in a church. Well, that's an interesting uh, philosophical thing to be thinking about because uh, it really comes back then, doesn't it, to to marriage coming under the blessing of God? I don't know whether you've got any further thoughts on that sort of idea, Ashley. Uh, I think. Um well, what is it that the scripture says that uh, you know the word of God is imprinted on our hearts and 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 God reveals Himself in a many ways, including in creation, uh, so that as Paul wrote in one of his letters, that we are all without an excuse, and uh, uh, that is that is an encouraging but sometimes sad reality, and uh, I would simply urge any of your listeners who don't yet uh, know uh, personally. Uh, the wonderful relationship with Jesus Christ um, that uh, that they would, um, I guess, be prompted to um, investigate their conscience, to investigate Scripture, and uh, and certainly to um, to come under 
what I would call a, a positive relationship with God the Father through Christ His Son. The, the, we are without excuse. Before I let you go, Ashley, I can't uh, not mention the dreadful tragedy in the US. 59 dead, more than 500 wounded in that dreadful shooting incident in Las Vegas. Uh, What are your thoughts for listeners who have been seeing all of the dreadful headlines on their television screens? We in Australia just do not understand the kind of gun culture that exists in America. From an Australian perspective, uh, the issue is one of shock and aghast. Not only shock and aghast that this has happened yet again, but not being able to understand the culture. Um, When I was in the States uh, a few years ago, uh, I uh, met some people in the Midwest of uh, the USA and uh, had an insight into uh, the kind of culture that exists and it is a kind of culture that values gun ownership it is a culture uh, that uh, values um, their freedom to uh, own and to carry guns in fact uh, you and your listeners might be horrified there was an advertisement on television when i was there because the 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 laws concerning concealed weapons or carrying concealed weapons in public uh, were being um, loosened and uh, one of the advertisements had a fellow saying, uh, I'm so pleased that I can now go to church without leaving my gun at home. Now, you know, I, I just uh, almost pulled my hair out at the thought of wanting to go to church with, uh, with a gun in your pocket. Uh, but um, uh, just the, the, the deep-seated nature of the culture of gun ownership and gun carrying, uh, it really is... Um, a deeply held conviction that the only answer to a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And so uh, having that insight doesn't help me as an Australian uh, any better, I must say, because from an Australian point of view, I say, look, it's a no-brainer. What you need to do is you need to rein in the ownership of guns. You need to rein in the access to these terrible weapons. Uh, But we need to recognise uh, even though we're so far away, we need to recognise that it is, it is a very deep-seated aspect of American culture. Well, Ashley Saunders, always appreciate your insights. I'll point people to the Family Voice Australia website, fava.org.au. Ashley Saunders is National Director for Family Voice Australia. Ashley, thanks so much for updating us uh, on your thoughts on these critical issues today here on 2020. It's good to be with you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.